once again, I am the Dizzy Parker. You are the listener, and this is the Dizzy Parker Show. And thank you so much for once again listening. Or if it's your first time, uh, we're going to have, maybe today's not the best day to do this, but we're going to have a little fun. At least we're going to have some positive vibes. That's what I'm thinking. So, this may also not be the best episode for my mother to be tuning into, but you know what? She's going to love me anyway. And I want to dedicate this this episode to the memories of those that we lost this week in the music world. Uh, one, the obvious one, Chester Bennington, and also David Z of Audio Adrenaline. Uh, I first discovered him. He's a local New York boy uh, in a band... At my very first live concert, actually, he was his band ZO2 with his brother and their drummer Joey Casada were the opening act, and it Kiss was the headliner. Kiss was my very first concert, but the very first real live band I ever saw was ZO2. So that actually rings a special place in my heart. Uh, oddly enough, they were on the band Audio Adrenaline were on on their way to a show in North Carolina. I think a venue that i've played i have trouble keeping track with those um but it it really hit home and this has been one of those weeks it's not the most sunny week uh metaphorically speaking it has been a really sunny week here in the hudson valley though that's nice but it hasn't been the greatest week and some of you might have had times like that So, if you're a first-time listener to The Dizzy Parker Show, or have never met me in person, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. So, when I was just a young guy, I I didn't have the happiest childhood. There were a lot of dark things going on around me. Uh, It wasn't the greatest family situation. I had to witness things that children shouldn't have to witness. And I can even remember being a really, really young, young, like, two, three, and for some reason just crying every night. I don't know why I was that young. The memories are gone, but I can remember it, and I don't recall that many happy things. Actually, one of my first memories is super, super bad. I won't share it with you, but it's one that children shouldn't have to remember. Um, So this week's episode is on depression because... The big topic was Chester Bennington of Linkin Park, who was another band that I really, really loved. Uh, They helped me through the transition phase of my early teen years. The album Meteora was a really, really, really good one. Not a clunker on it, and every lyric is just, it hits home, especially for the angsty teens. But my... My childhood, it went through its ebbs and flows, and I can remember I was the fat kid in school, so I didn't really fit in. I had like two friends that I hung out with in in the single-digit ages, and uh, my teen years were even more awkward because I discovered that discovered that I didn't like the things that other people liked. I didn't have the same values that other people liked, and and. I I had to find a way to put some sunlight on those cloudy days. So 
I'd kind of turned my attention to helping other people. And I viewed myself as a superhero to some, or I tried to be anyway. I even made a comic book, by the way. My cousin and myself and my best friend, we were all comic book characters. But I made a comic book, and I think that a psychologist would, would say that that was my desire to go out and help other people. And at the age of 13... Some things happened. I was dealing with some transitions, and there were friends around me who were going through really, really, really hard, depressed times, and that co that coupled with my own hard times, it just led me to want to make changes. And that's how the name Dizzy came up. I discovered discovered the movie The New Guy, and it's not a very well-known movie, but if you know it, you probably love it. It's it's a goofy PG-13 comedy, and it stars a very awkward guy in DJ Qualls. His character, Dizzy Harrison, is he's he's a social outcast, and everybody that he's around is his very small group. And they're the only ones that understand him. He never fit in at school, and nobody talked to him, yada, 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 yada. But... I related to that movie because, spoiler alert, by the end, uh, he realizes that being his quote-unquote loser self is actually the best way to be. After going through the the changing of his identity and, and trying to fit in and being somebody who he wasn't, he realized that being being kind, being nice, and just being yourself is the absolute best way you could possibly be. And that really hit home for me at the age of 12 and 13. So I I decided I would make an adjustment. And I wanted to make an entire character change. I wanted to make sure that nobody around me had to feel the way that I felt. So... I literally changed who I was and who I projected to the world, and that's where Dizzy came from. I'm not going to tell you my government name, but I, I thought that the name Dizzy was, it was bright enough that it could, it could be the light to somebody else, and you couldn't say that name with a frown on your face. It's like saying cheese when you take a picture. See, you have to smile when you say it. Cheese, say it right now. I heard you. Good job. <laughs> See, you smiled. My mother is not going to love this episode. Remember I said that. Um, I'm going to dig into some things that actually happened recently in my life. And by the end of the show, all this will tie together and make sense. And uh, so a few months ago, she came to visit me here in New York from North Carolina. And we had a conversation at the kitchen table. It wasn't it wasn't the most pleasant especially for her like it's things I've come to come to deal with and I know how to work around them I pray a lot and I keep my eyes on lots of positive things and figure out how to work the negatives into positives that's why we have a segment on this show called the positive spin because I want to share that with you but we were talking about we were talking about women and self-esteem and all that and I, I had to confess to her that I had very, very low self-esteem. And basically, 
all of my life I had low self-esteem. And she wondered, why in the world would you, of all people, have low self-esteem? You're the most confident person that I know. I said, au contraire, mother, au contraire. This is, this is, this is work to be the person that I am. And it, it's not going to come easy to anybody. Some people can hold their head high easier than others, but it's always work. There's always a muscle contraction that goes along with that. And when we had that conversation, I saw the look in her eyes like, what do you mean you're, you haven't been happy? What do you mean that you don't feel like you fit in? I said, mother, who at a teenage, in their ripe teenage years, changes their entire name and refuses to be called by their old name? That was me. I actually, I, I was a teenager about it. I, if somebody said my original name, I would turn my head and just not acknowledge them. That was, that was immature, but hey, I was 13. What do you expect? And, and they told me it was just a phase. I'm 27 now. I'm still going strong on the Dizzy Parker show. Thanks a lot to uh, my my homeroom teacher in eighth grade for supporting that. And so the low self-esteem thing, it, it'll weigh on a lot of people. And it seems like the people that are drawn to me, they, they're struggling with the same things and they don't realize it. They have these common, common themes in their life where they have low self-esteem, depression. It feels like, feels like a dark cloud is over them at all times. And I promise you, I can relate. It Sometimes in life, it's felt like I didn't want to get out of bed. Of course, I got up. It's work, like I said. But I've, for years, I struggled with not knowing not knowing what my purpose was or why I was doing the things that I was doing. I felt like, hey, why even walk out the door today? And that's where we tie in to Chester Bennington because he was very, very out front about his mental health issues and his drug use and overcoming those things. He made music, and that's what I decided to do when I was a teenager. I wanted to write lyrics and create sounds that made people feel, and not necessarily to bring them into my world, but to get those things out of me. And that's, that's what artists basically do at all times. There are feelings in them, and they need them to come out. That's where music came in for me. That's where music came in for Chester. He, I discovered him right around the, the age of my transition. And those, those lyrics about darkness and feeling like you don't belong, are they relate to a lot of people. And it, it gives you hope when you can get those negative feelings out of you. And right now the ruling is that Chester's death was a suicide we that's all we have there are conflicting reports now there may or may not be autopsy results that were not released that have turned this into a murder but until until that's proven we have to assume that the official report is true and that it was a suicide i read an article about about some some fans 
that were feeling they were they were feeling remorse because of how they treated the new Linkin Park album, which as a musician is is your outlet. It is it's like your child, even though Chester had six children, it's like your baby. And when somebody comes out and disrespects the thing that you love the most, it can hit you hard. And who knows what he dealt with behind behind closed doors after those shows with thousands and thousands of people and the applause and the cheering and the I love you and throwing roses on stage and such. Who knows how that affected him when he saw the, the comments that people leave on the internet. The internet is a terrible place, by the way. People don't know how to, they can't look you in the eye anymore. So they can type and they can type whatever they feel like typing in that moment, even if it, they would never say it to you in public or in person, in private for that matter. But who knows how that affected him? Who knows how it affected the rest of the band for also? I'm just going to leave you with that. When it, comes to, when it comes to your opinions of things, there are lots less harsh ways to treat those that you have those opinions about. So we never know which day is going to be our last. So let's make each one positive. And I'm going to leave you with, leave you on a break for a moment and go to one of my outlets. It's from my concept album, City in the Clouds. The song is called Skyscrapers. We'll be right back. That was Skyscrapers by Dizzy Parker, available on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, 
Amazon, Google Play, wherever you stream your music, and DizzyParker.com. Go check that out. All right, I, ho- I hope that the mood of that song was able to bring you back up a little bit because I know, I know, I put you, put you in a funk. We were talking about sad things, but we have to go through those sad moments to get to the happy ones. A few weeks ago, I talked about a sermon that I heard when I was uh, uh, way younger, and it was at a church that I didn't normally go to, so it was really cool that I was there that day. But it was about driving through storms. If you, if, if you get caught in a heavy, heavy rainstorm, the tendency might be to pull over to the side of the road and wait for the storm to blow over. But what if that storm is not moving and you just have to drive through it and you could have gone through it a lot quicker if you just kept moving? And that's what we are doing today. I'm taking you through this little half-hour journey through my mind and maybe through your own mind as well because we're going to come out of this on a happy note. Uh, Not quite as... not. It's not quite the same for, for the musicians that we were talking about, but your outcome can become so much better. So we're not going to talk about death anymore, but we are going to talk about a movie that I just saw. Uh, my hashtag bestie uh, talked to my hashtag girlfriend, and see, I feel like a goofball when I say those things. That's why I have to do it like that. But my... One of my best friends was telling my girlfriend about a movie, and the movie is called To the Bone. It's on Netflix. It's brand new, I think. And we watched this movie together, and there have been a great, great many people around me that have dealt with the subject of this movie, which is eating disorders. I, I don't know if it's more common in women than men. Uh, they say that it is, but who knows? It might just be more diagnosed in women, but the the topic of the movie was uh, this: the main character was anorexic. She she had mental blocks that kept her from eating, and the movie goes from her last bit of treatment. She went through multiple inpatient things. Uh, years and years before she was an artist and she posted her art on tumblr and her art made a specific fan commit suicide man i said we weren't going to talk about death whoops i'm gonna i'm gonna jump back out of that one real quick but it it brought her down and made and made her anorexia even worse and watching my girlfriend watch this movie was one of the saddest things that I've done in a very long time because it took her down roads that she that she's trying to stay far far away from. She's been there and as have many many people that that I care about a lot. But it took her through moments in her own life because the movie was so realistic. I've watched the scenes of this movie play out for other people. And uh, there's there's also a character played by Keanu Reeves. He's the therapist to uh, the group of girls at this inpatient care center. And his his treatment philosophy is much different, much more different, yeah, than the than the usual treatment of 
of sympathy and let's talk about you eating food and so forth. He's like, forget the food. We're not going to talk about that. Just tell me how you feel today. And when when those sensitive subjects come up, you know how if if your mind doesn't go there, you can't relate. But you can also see why it is so easy to get out of it, even though you can't be inside the mind of the person who feels like it is the greatest obstacle. So that's not to demean anybody that is going through those obstacles by any means. But to be on the outside, you know that it literally is as simple as one action. And his philosophy was, forget it, get over it, move past it. This is your journey. And that's pretty much my philosophy too. Over these years, the things that I thought used to be the most serious and the most crushing, I now look back on and go, oh, it was that easy, huh? Well, alrighty then. And that's that's how I treat my personal training clients. That's how I treat my best friends. That's how I treat uh, strangers that I meet that tell me about a problem they have. And not everybody responds well to that. And my girlfriend didn't respond well to that. I thought the Keanu Reeves character was uh, was fantastic because he told it like it was. She didn't like it so much because she actually felt the emotions that go along with it. And, you know, I've had, I've had my share of moments. I haven't dealt with eating disorders like that, but I have, I have had crutches in life. And food has been a crutch for me. It's just the other way. And there just comes times where you have to go, nope, not doing that anymore. No, it's done. It literally is that simple. If you've ever seen the movie Fireproof, uh, Kirk Cameron's character is trying to trying to bond with his wife. Yes, I'm going on a little uh, rabbit trail here, but follow me. He, he's trying to re-bond with his wife, but he has an obstacle, one that many, many, many men deal with, and it they feel like they can't escape. And that obstacle is adult material, shall we say? And the greatest thing he did in that movie, he took his computer outside the house with a baseball bat and smashed it. And it was violent. And that's what we have to do with those obstacles that we let get in our way, whether it's adult material, whether it's, whether it's eating problems, whether it's uh, a person that keeps bringing you down, whatever it is, you have to either depending on the the occasion you have to literally or figuratively smash it because an obstacle is only an obstacle if you don't get over it and that's what we have to do we have to push past these things drive through those storms and here's where we go positive because i told you at the beginning that i I went through my struggles. I went through a lot of struggles, and there's things that still trigger anxiety for me to this day, I, things I just cannot deal with. But, you know, you look them in the face, you stare that fear down, and you, 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 you go for it. And today, uh, eating disorders and such, uh, I wouldn't call my, my struggles an eating disorder, but I would say it's an unhealthy uh, affinity for food. I decided 
to figure out how to fix myself with the support of others. And now I've taken that and tried to teach others the same in becoming a personal trainer. I've become an entertainer to get rid of those clouds that would hover over my head on a daily basis. Because I know that the people out there that are listening to me have felt the same thing. So I'm hoping that that the subjects that I address, you can relate to and feel empowered to throw your fist in the air and just move through it. It's going to take struggle. It's going to take hard work. It feels like running a marathon in the mud. But I assure you, you can. And and even as far as the the new name I crafted for myself, Dizzy, uh, I wanted to be the light in the room so nobody else felt the way that I had to feel on a nearly daily basis. So if nothing else, you can brighten somebody else because you don't know whose life you've affected with just one word or phrase or smile or greeting. They could have had the worst day of their life thinking that nobody even noticed them. And you can probably spot the people in the crowd that feel that way. Their head or their heads are usually down. Some of them keep it secret and put on a good act. But you never know whose life you can affect. I have t-shirts that say words have power. I have these bracelets that say words have power because life and death are in in the power of the tongue, says Proverbs 18, I believe 21. I think that's the one on my shirt. I'm very bad with addresses. But I'm leaving you with that message. Once again, I've been Dizzy Parker. You've been awesome. Thank you so much to WPWL for allowing me to commandeer your airwaves. Check me out on all the social media at the Dizzy Parker. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and I'm pretty sure a new one will come up. DizzyParker.com for music, merch, and more. I'll see you next time.